0: This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundee Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships.
1: I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field.
0: Leinster could have me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> it is Rugby, rugby weekly. A little reverse pass, <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to this week's Rugby Weekly. Kieran Kennedy here, ahead of another massive Six Nations weekend. Ireland are, of course, away to Scotland on Sunday and the 42's Murray Kinsella is on the ground at the Ireland Team Hotel where Andy Farrell has just been talking to the media after naming his team a little earlier today. Murray, how are you and what is the mood like around the place out there today?
1: Andy Farrell's buzzing. He's confident, it seems. He's relaxed. He's um, pleased to have a number of guys back from injury, obviously, and he's named what is... On paper, a remarkably strong Irish team. And I know you can quibble over maybe some of the decisions and who got the nine jersey or maybe the centres, but it is a really strong Irish 23. There's a lack of game time in certain guys, obviously, but we've seen a number of them get up to speed really quickly before. So I think it's um, it's exciting to see what this Irish 23 can do. They've had a two-week lead-in as well with the fallow weekend, so that helps a lot in terms of getting guys up to speed uh, speed in terms of training at a high tempo and to have the likes of Furlong, Sexton, Ring, Rose, Back, Henshaw and Gibson Park on the bench as well it really strengthens them at a time when things go up a notch and they and they really hunt that Grand Slam.
2: Absolutely and strengthens them at a time when other teams are probably missing key players. You think of France, they have Dante coming back this week but have lost, Jalance and Jalibert to injury Italy without Capuzzo of course Scotland have Grant, Gilchrist suspended but then Ireland have just to have so many of your front line nailed on match day 23 available at this time of the year I guess that only ramps up the expectation that there's a really great shot at the Grand Slam here but are there any selections there that jump out to you?
1: I suppose the 9-1 um, there was a bit of chat that Gibson Park would come straight into the starting team but Murray holds on to his place and as Andy Farrell just pointed out he deserves to he's been playing really well he was excellent against Wales and against France and then made a really important impact off the bench against Italy I think he's Proven a few people wrong yet again in terms of that perception that he can't play um, beyond box kicking the ball, which was always just false. And he's been really good in terms of allowing Ireland to play at tempo and and probably challenging around the fringes more than he has. Um, That was one area where where he had put his own hand up and said he wanted to feature more prominently. So he's been really good and yeah, he's a a big game player, as, as Andy Farrell mentioned. So That was probably one that was maybe contentious. Not really, though, honestly. Like, Dan Sheen over Keller at Hooker, I think, makes sense given what Sheen has done and the phenomenal force he is with ball in hand and his tackling as well. 12 jersey goes to Bundiaki. Stuart McCluskey's been carrying a calf niggle over the last couple of weeks, and that definitely didn't play in his favour. But I think even with everyone fully fit in terms of him training fully for the last two weeks, it probably would have gone either to Aki or Henshaw anyway because of what they've done in Test Rugby before. And and listen, McCuskey's had great rhythm in the jersey and has proven himself absolutely as a top-level Test Centre, but Aki has done that over 40 times as well. And Henshaw covering in 23 um, gives them that incredible ballast off the bench. Uh, as I mentioned before, he looked really sharp in that open training session last week. So he's got so much enthusiasm to come back in and, and add to what they've been doing. Um, yeah, I find it hard to, to kind of quibble with the, the selections. Keane Healy nudges ahead of Dave Kilcoyne on the bench. and I think Kilcoyne has done really well and re-established himself in the group, but um, they, they're big fans of what Keane Healy offers and his experience is, is incredible. I think it's exciting that Brian Berg goes again off the bench. Given what he did in Rome, it was a really phenomenal impact. And... In the end game, there. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's just an excellent 23. Honestly, it, it really is impressive when you look across all the the nations competing this weekend. You have to think it's the strongest going. Um, and Ty Burn is probably the only one missing from it in terms of, of frontliners. It's it's a really nice position for them to be in. There maybe be elements of rust in terms of the opening exchanges. The weather forecast obviously obviously isn't great, but I think Farrell would be. Right to feel confident about what this 23 could deliver. The 42
2: Rugby Weekly is sponsored by Dundeal Motors. Whether it's luxury cars, seven-seaters for a growing family or making the switch to electric, find everything you need at ie. Murray, how big a boost is it to have Tyke Furlong back in particular? Because obviously his absence was a concern before the tournament, but then Finney Beelham stepped in so impressively. He's, of course, out for the final rounds, unfortunately. But even Tom O'Toole has provided such a positive impact off the bench. Furlong obviously brings that power in the scrum but in terms of what he contributes on the ball and open play as well i suppose it's just really exciting to see him back in the team again
1: he's one of the very best and i mean that across all positions when he's when he's at his best and and maybe that hasn't always been the case we we judge him to the highest of high standards and he's had a bit of a disrupted time in 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 rugby really over the last while but when he is close to that peak and when he gets going in a game and gets um gets momentum behind him he's very difficult to stop because he's He's a really rounded threat. He can carry with explosive power. He can tip on, he can tip in, he can sweep those passes out the back. He makes really good decisions. His work rate is obviously excellent off the ball to put himself into good positions in the first place. So he brings all that, as well as that maturity and leadership that has really grown in his game, maybe to the surprise of himself included. He probably never saw himself as that kind of figure, but he's been important for Ireland in that regard. So I think it's really exciting. It's brilliant that the last person who was in that jersey did so well. Finley Beelam had three of the best games of his career, really established himself as an important part of Ireland's depth chart, and it was a big question mark. It has partly been answered now. I think the fact that he played so well against South Africa in November and, and was really excellent, one of the best highlights in this championship, it really has answered that question. So that's brilliant. And, and as you mentioned, O'Toole's looked better never really in green. So it's an enviable position, and the fact that Furlong comes back now hopefully up to speed straight away but to to peak maybe in the, the last round as well would be a, a brilliant place to to be so I think that's an exciting element of, of this weekend.
2: Looking at the quality of those players that are coming back in and, and thinking back to the performance against Italy what are you hoping to see now from Ireland this weekend? A,
1: a longer purple patch maybe or two of them in the game because so far they've they've had these really impressive spells and games that are Enough to win even if there's imperfections for for the remainder of the game i don't believe in 80 minute performances i think you're always chasing it but you're not going to get it but if ireland can have a a longer spell where they're completely dominant and playing over the top teams they'll be very very difficult to live with and um if they can have two and two of them in a game it makes it even more difficult listen scotland have cohesion in their team as well like the same back line again for the fourth game in a row Obviously, there's change up front. You mentioned Gilchrist and, and the back row rejigged a, a little bit over the course of the championship, but they've got a real um, patch of form now that's been impressive. So they'll be absolutely intent on on stressing Ireland in a way that, yeah, France did at times, but not really consistently. And and again, Ireland were able to give themselves a little bit of breathing room by being excellent early on in the game. Um so, so yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what Scotland offer with a baying home crowd. It's a brilliant atmosphere in Murrayfield. They've got, um, you know, a, a healthy enough squad and loads of guys who are in their very best form, I would say, as individuals. And that's what's driven a lot of the good stuff they're doing. They've got creative presences like Finn Russell. Their centres are really on form, as you wrote brilliantly in the, the members' newsletter this week, on Tui Palladu and, and Hugh Jones. They've been outstanding. Van der Merva looks really difficult to tackle at the moment and and their forward pack is uh, punching probably above its weight really. Um, so that's a, a brilliant matchup for for Ireland. I know the record against Scotland has been excellent, but it's never been really comfortable, has it? Even if you think of what, the first game of the Andy Farley era where Stuart Hogg dropped the ball over the line. Potentially that makes it a very, very different game. 2017 was obviously a difficult day. 2013 as well in in Murrayfield. So there are recent enough reminders that this isn't a a walkover by any means for Ireland.
2: Yeah, it should be a cracker. Italy and Wales kick things off in Rome tomorrow. Short and sweet, are Italy about to make it back-to-back wins against Wales?
1: I think so, yeah, I do. I have confidence on their behalf. It's massive missing Capuzzo because of the game-breaking flourishes he has and the energy that he infuses into the team with those moments and how the f- crowd as well feed off him and and uh, and bounce off his his energy. So that's a big miss, but I think Garbisi with another game in the saddle, he'll be even more creative. Alan was good, I actually thought, before he kind of ceded his position to, to Garbisi and he comes in at 15. And there are other players in that team who've been outstanding, Fischetti and Lamaro. Canone both Canones actually have been really impressive so they should have belief they should have confidence Wales are obviously in a really tricky spot they're the exact opposite they have no real grounds for confidence at the moment and more changes from Gatland, more kind of disruption that way he's definitely still trying to figure out his best selection who he wants to push forward with and they're in very different places so while results still have been very hard to come by for Italy I think they should be putting a bit of pressure on themselves now and and there's not really that many excuses for this one. It's a game I think they actually should be winning. Yeah,
2: it would be a brilliant start to the weekend if Italy did get the job done, wouldn't it? With apologies to any of our Welsh listeners. But it's such a great weekend of rugby and maybe the most fascinating game is going to take place in London on Saturday evening. England v France. France haven't won a Six Nations game at Twickenham since 2005, which is one of those stats that kind of surprises me every year when it crops up somewhere. Two teams at very different stages in terms of their developments. How do you
1: see this one going? Yeah, we're chatting about it on the Monday pod and I found it kind of difficult to call conclusively. I feel that England are definitely going to be right in this battle. Um, but I'll stick with my sense that I I thought France might edge edge past them. I think they'll get a fright. Um, they'll probably expect, a, actually, an intense battle. The selections are fascinating. Like, Dante coming back for France is a, a mega boost for them. He's been so important to their rise to their position they they're in he's powerful obviously he's explosive in the carry and the tackle but he's really clever skillful footballer as well he has some lovely offloading ability he can play passes really late pre-contact when he brings the ball to the line and and puts it out the back for Entomac to have a little bit more time on the ball that kind of stuff has been really crucial he was excellent i watched him for La Rochelle last weekend against Poe and he was really really good every time he touched the ball he made something happen put in some big hits uh, as well as Jackling for a turnover really crucially late on in the game and testing out that right knee. So that's exciting for them to have to have him back. Their bench looks stronger as well. But the biggest one, obviously, of the, the week, the biggest talking point selection-wise, is, is Farrell moving to the bench and Marcus Smith coming into the team at, at out half. And It's just so fascinating how it's transpired, like someone going back in a fall a week, playing for their club and coming back in to start. Uh, I'd become so accustomed to <laughs> that never being the case. You know, if you're, if you're out of this, this squad in the following week, that's you done for the, the following game. That's what we've been used to in Ireland and it persists under Andy Farrell, but this is different from Borthwick. It's an incredibly, um, is brave the right word? He obviously, he doesn't think there's risk in this. He thinks it's the right decision for his team, but, you know, not having the talismanic figure of Farrell, who's been so prominent and so central to everything for, geez, nearly a decade now, it just feels so strange. Um, I, think I, I do think he'll have an important role to play off the bench, and particularly if it is that tense end game that I am anticipating, he'll be a really crucial player in, in that. Um, but what an opportunity for Smith! He's had plenty of opportunities. I think, really, as a starting tent for England, I personally would would pick Farrell ahead of him. Um, if I was a coach, if I'm just watching a game for the sheer enjoyment, I do enjoy what what smith brings to it but he probably hasn't done what what farrell's done now he's a chance maybe to to go in a huge game against the french and reignite england's title hopes i guess it's 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 that's that's what's on the line for them so it'll be fun to see how that one goes
2: yeah it'll be fascinating to see how smith gets on i know i know you're under a bit of pressure because i can see you looking over your shoulder there and we're a bit tight for time to squeeze everything in here but the Ireland under 20s play scotland tonight murray by the time the 20s welcoming England to Cork next Sunday will they be going for a double grand slam
1: I think so again I I think there's a real balance to that team a really good array of qualities and again I used the word mature earlier on around Talk like Furlong, but this 20s team is mature Like they have an ability to kind of problem solve during games even in the Welsh game at the very start it wasn't a good first half Um and they figured out a way to win even when they weren't at the, at, at their best. They maximise their strengths in every game. I think they do it really well when they sense a, an opening in, in that Welsh game. It was, it was up front and their power, um, they go after it. They've got really good game drivers in, in Fintan Gunn and, Gun and um, Sam Prendergast, who's, you know, th- that pairing has managed the game really well in terms of kicking and mixing it up. We know they've got really good handling skill and ability to, to break teams apart with that kind of attacking intent. So... Yeah, I think they have all the tools to, to send it to the last weekend. What an unbelievable weekend that'll be. Paddy's weekend, uh, you know, the big show on, on the Saturday and, and another big show on the Sunday. It points to Irish rugby being in a really good position. And even if this weekend doesn't go perfectly, they're both still alive. And, you know, there'd be a, there would be a deflation if, if grand slams aren't on the cards, but championships as well aren't all that common. So um, there's a huge amount to play for. But I think both sides, really have all the reason to to go with an expectation on themselves this weekend and to go with a belief in themselves this weekend it's going to be a big one
2: great stuff that is the exact answer I was hoping for so we could sign off on a high (laughs) we'll leave it there for today thanks for all that Murray and
1: enjoy your weekend flying out tomorrow flying at 6.20am tomorrow morning so can't wait to get over and get stuck in we'll have updates from captain's run etc and it's going to be a whopper of weekend can't wait to see some of the fans over there as well
2: nice one enjoy it Murray will be back on Monday with Gavin Casey and Bernard Jackman to dig into all the weekend's action it's members.the42.ie if you want to sign up for those Monday pods but until then take it easy wrap up warm and enjoy your weekend
0: this episode of the 42 rugby weekly is brought to you by Dundee motors ireland's largest car website find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships He's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit Mind, body and spirit You better hear it, I fear it Oh, that's the spirit Saying, sister, oh, sister, how I miss, you, miss You let go wrist to So take your skin off of a this man huh? If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar Doesn't matter what you are Get yourself a good car, get out of here Yeah Put the boys in the better line You're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better line Put the boys in the better line You're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better land He has got names to fill two double barrels. He spits out, braids out, and he pops carrots. And he's a freshman in the world. Mind, body and spirit, mind, body and spirit Better hear that spirit Ah, that's the spirit Saying this to sister, how I miss you, miss you, let's go wrist to wrist So take the skin off of a mister If you're a rock star, pawn star, star, superstar Doesn't matter what you add, get yourself a good cat, get out of here Yeah, put the boys in the better line. You're always talking about the boys in the better line. The boys in the better line. Put the boys in the better line. You're always talking about those boys in the better line. The boys in the better line.